0: Monumental Savings Event is happening now at Unclaimed Freight Furniture. Shop an unmatched selection of styles now 20% off. Plus, take time to pay with five years no interest financing. Fine guaranteed lowest prices on home accents starting at just $129. Doorbuster Living Room Fines over 40% off. Can't miss marble dining sets under $700. Plus, thousands off complete bedroom additions. Hurry to shop these monumental savings in-store at Unclaimed Freight Furniture or shop now at unclaimedfreightfurniture.com. You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Capital Calculus, the show which focuses on the intersection of politics and economics, something that is critical in democracies like India especially in influencing what the riddle guy gets or does not get. Every week, this show will explore this intersection to try and give you a fresh perspective on the week that was. I am your host, Anil Padmanab. Last week, the Reserve Bank of India, or RBI as we know it, hit pause on its successive cuts in interest rate. Predictably, it was the headline in the newspapers the next day. Mostly unnoticed though, the country's central bank signaled a recalibration in its strategy for the economy. From saving the economy, the RBI is now chanting a different mantra, revive the economy.
1: The MPC noted that in an environment of unprecedented stress, supporting recovery of the economy assumes primacy in the conduct of monetary policy, while the space for further monetary policy action is available, it is important to use it judiciously to maximize the beneficial effects
0: on the underlying economy. So, the RBI Governor is in no doubt. He and his team have diagnosed the single biggest priority before this country to be growth. Exactly the moment when the Union Government should roll out its big guns, unveil another big ticket stimulus to revive demand and kickstart the economy. Assuming it does so, what will the stimulus playbook be? After all, India has never witnessed a crisis of such proportions. To understand this and more, I turn to Sagata Bhattacharya. He is the chief economist at the Axis Bank and authors one of the most erudite newsletters on the Indian economy. If you aren't already on his list, get onto it. I began by asking him to explain the context of the unprecedented challenge facing policymakers. It might be useful to think of this,
1: or think of the measures, think of the actual effects uh, in terms of uh, three Cs. Uh, so this has been this crisis has been a very unusual uh, protracted confluence of three Cs: Covid, obviously the first; credit, uh, which is something which has been going on for a while. And I think, to my mind, the most significant impact of particularly the crisis and also of also the credit the problems that we have seen is confidence, whether it be household confidence, investor confidence, uh, the, the corporate confidence, whatever. Uh, so the three Cs, COVID, credit, and crude have come together to create this
0: unprecedented slowdown that, it, uh, in, in, that we see now globally and particularly in India. So how do yeah. you bring that confidence back into the economy? So... Uh, uh, Think of this,
1: uh, think of this, uh, the policy responses, et cetera, uh, in three phases. Uh, So think of the three phases as survive, revive, and then thrive. Because remember, I mean, our our erstwhile goal of taking India to a $5 trillion economy by 2024, 25 is still top of the mind. I mean, we still need to get that done. You are absolutely right that confidence is one of the key things that needs to revive. Uh, before we get on to the trajectory of that five trillion, of course, I mean, the five trillion will have been pushed back now, but uh, remember that. First and foremost, this crisis, <coughs> this unprecedented crisis is a, is a public health crisis. So uh, the, the lockdowns, the uh, the closures, the social distancing, etc., has had a very, very negative impact on on, on economic activity. And, and, and gradually over the course of the four months from the earlier shutdown to the partial unlocking and partial lockdowns, et cetera, uh, has, uh, it, it, it's quite evident now, uh, resulted in a, in a severe loss, uh, in a severe increase in uncertainty and consequent loss of, of confidence as we, as we talked about. So the first set of measures, the survive measures coming in both from the monetary side as well as the fiscal side. Uh, have been, have, have to a very large extent, I think, stabilized uh, what was a very severe shock impact on the economy.
0: And why exactly is it so important to restore confidence among the economic stakeholders? Now,
1: to get confidence back on track, I think the increasing transition to measures uh, that are more akin to the revived part uh, particularly on confidence, because I mean, the more the cash flows that begin to come back into the system, the greater the confidence, the greater the potential of, of incomes, et cetera, salaries, incomes, uh, earnings, livelihoods, et cetera, that people see that will serve to bring back household confidence, worker confidence, employee confidence. And consequently, that, that will shift over into into corporate uh, capex, uh, corporate activity, et cetera. So all of that will, will begin to happen. So I think this is the critical part now, the bridge between the
0: survive and the thrive part, which the government needs to get right. While this may be the case, there is an interesting economic puzzle. The latest RBI survey of consumers reveals that people think the present is bleak and the future is not. In other words, they expect a turnaround. I asked Sogato if he agreed. that was very clear in the rbi particularly the
1: consumer confidence survey uh, that it that it does that the uh, immediate survey uh, immediate uh, assessment of conditions is uh, significantly down uh, but one year down the line uh, the confidence one year down the line seems to suggest that there is an uptick that people believe people believe uh, that there will be a better uh, uh, better set of conditions that will prevail in the future uh, this is also corroborated with, with whatever we hear. I mean, in our conversations with our clients, with conversations with, with uh, other, other people, other segments of society, uh, that, of course, I mean, these are some of the best companies that we, that we talk about, um, uh, some of the sectors that are, are doing well and are expected to do well.
0: It is clear then that the economy needs an extra push. In economics, they call it a stimulus. In March we had a 20 trillion stimulus. But now there's a time for another round of stimulus. Big question is, how should this be administered? Main issue now is a direct
1: transfusion of resources, and which you see across the world. I mean, you know, payment for in the UK, in the US and Singapore, you know, payments are being made to households, uh, payments are being made to MSMEs, uh, so with a certain minimum thing. That is where the FISC needs to come in very strongly. Remember, I I think, I mean, the initial hesitation, one, of course, I mean, because of the uncertainty that is involved in this public health crisis, I mean, you know, they did not want to spend all the resources up front. I mean, they must have uh, waited to watch how things develop so that, I mean, they have some uh, powder, dry powder left to deal with exigencies. But I think the time has now come uh, because now growth, is the overweening problem
0: but the big challenge is how do you ensure maximum bank for the buck remember most of the delivery systems in india are either leaking or broken my sense is that the government should now push capex between
1: consumption and capex because remember even capex spending will very quickly find its way down from from the vendors, from the project managers, et cetera, down uh, to the households very, very quickly. So I think, and and, and that actually creates assets as opposed to to pure consumption uh, spending. So a mix of both is required, but I think the focus now needs to shift on on CapEx flows. India has actually done a significant, fairly well in terms of attracting uh, large sums of foreign capital into selected segments, selected companies. We all know. I mean, you know, so some of the. So there is a global flood of liquidity by the global central banks that is available for deployment. India's macroeconomics is still relatively good. I mean, you know, foreign investors still think India is a good macroeconomic story. Uh, India's valuations now are, are are more reasonable. So people, there will be foreign capital that will be ready to come. So I think a, a part of the digitization and the changing structure, economic structure, will be funded by foreign capital. flows. I think the government at this point in time just needs to borrow
0: more. They seem to be picking up momentum. So this livelihood is now clearly the focus. You seem to be quite an optimist about India.
1: Um, so, I mean, again, I mean, you know, glass half full versus half empty. India has potential. I mean, we have developed significant competencies in many manufacturing segments as well. I mean, you know, there's, there's no doubt, specialty chemicals, I mean, engineering and the whole store of engineering, um, um, many other uh, segments where uh, automobiles, I mean, you know, despite the the uh, altering of demand, etc. I mean, so across the range, we have already built up capabilities. Those need to be improved. My my sense is that you know I mean this it, 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 it's not that we are doing great, it's not. I mean I, I have to be a realist. I mean uh, unlike many other countries, we actually came in into this crisis in a significantly weaker mode. I mean you know in January and February there were signs that uh, there were signs of revival. I mean you know when the activity was picking up, investments were picking up. In FY19, FY20s, com- companies, banks, etc., had deleveraged. Uh, their balance sheets were looking much better. But this has reversed uh, a lot. So the task is definitely far, far more onerous. I mean, there is absolutely no, o- o- only a very blind uh, optimist would, would uh, deny that. But again, I mean, the opportunities that bring in, I mean, you know, it is unfortunately uh, relatively a trite way of saying that India responds best in in the, in the worst possible situation.
0: And this is an opportunity. We shouldn't let this crisis go to waste. Sogato signed off saying India should not miss out on using this crisis to usher in a new economy. Every time someone says this, we remember 1991. True. But the first step in this direction is to revive growth. The unprecedented contraction should be contained. The bankruptcies, job losses and so on reversed. If not, there is every risk that the fear economy will tighten its grip in the next few weeks and months and that would be catastrophic, both for the present and future. RBI has done its bit. The proverbial ball is now in finance ministry's court. The question for the government is not how, but when will the stimulus happen. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. You can reach me on Twitter at Capital Calculus or on Facebook and Instagram at HTSmartCast. I'll be back next week with a new episode of Capital Calculus. Till then, stay safe. This was Alive Production brought to you by HT SmartCast.